Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, airing every Tuesday. I'm Melanie Blackman, the Strategy Editor for Health Leaders. My guest for today's episode is Dr. Tiffany Miller, CEO of Yoakum Community Hospital, a 100-year-old, 23-bed critical access hospital located in Yoakum, Texas. Yoakum Community Hospital is managed by Community Hospital Corporation in Plano, Texas, which helped lead the CEO search process in collaboration with the hospital's board that chose Tiffany as the previous CEO's successor. Tiffany officially assumed her role on January 23rd, 2023. During our conversation, Tiffany talks about transitioning into her role as CEO, the strategies she's planning to address, and gives great advice for aspiring healthcare leaders. So without further ado, please enjoy our conversation. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining me on the Health Leaders Women in Leadership podcast today. It's such an honor to speak with you. I'm really excited to be here. I I really appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. So as I said in my introduction, you joined Yoakum Community Hospital in January. So what have the past few months been like for you as you settle into your new role? You know, anytime I have started in a new role, I like to compare it to truly drinking from a fire hose. I think that's just one thing that holds true in healthcare is that you can expect for things to change and change can be hard and the transition can be even harder. And while these constants seem to be universal truisms in the healthcare industry. I do have to say that this experience onboarding at Yokum Community Hospital has been quite different, and it's been in a very positive way. The board and the team extended me the absolute most warmest welcome. I immediately felt at home and like I was truly a part of the team, even though I was obviously the newest person on the team. And a big change given the tenure of Karen Barber being at the hospital. So it's it's been really positive. I I will say, you know, Yokum Community Hospital is they they have true strong community support. And it's that is truly what I felt since I was onboarded in such a short amount of time. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's really great to hear. You know, I feel like a lot of times you hear when CEOs join is just kind of hit the ground running. So it's really great that you had such a smooth transition so far. Yes. In a recent press release, Community Hospital Corporation's president and CEO, Jim Kendrick, is quoted saying that rural hospitals should develop and implement strategies that will help them successfully navigate a challenging healthcare environment this year. What pain points are you focused on developing strategies for during your first year as CEO? I would say one of the one of the biggest focused areas for Yokum is the recruitment and retention of qualified staff. And that starts with the culture of our hospital, especially given the current environment of higher labor costs. You have really attractive travel contract gigs that staff can go and work. So it's, it's about creating an environment where 
people not only want to be, but they also want to stay. I'll back that up a little bit. Yokum has a great culture. Like I just, my short amount of time here, if I had to describe it in one word, I would say family. It is a very close-knit group, and it's evident that they pull together to get things done. So the pain point in this is that it's overcoming those extremely high salary rates that make it hard to compete with, you know, larger institutions that are in closer proximity or, like I previously mentioned, those contract travel gigs. And so as a leader, I believe it's important to be transparent with your team and being able to make that connection to purpose and help bridge the gap between an action and the why behind it. So I've already started having those conversations with team members to help make the connection and and underscore that importance of fiscal stewardship and being able to get creative. And again, back to how do you create an environment where people want to work and that they want to stay? I would say another focus area, especially as a critical access hospital, is service line growth. We are the health lifeline in the community. We are the reason our patients can receive care close to home. It's like, you know, think about a time when you were sick or maybe something was just not quite right with your health. And the last thing that you would probably want to be doing is travel. And you would not want to, especially in a rural setting, you're not going to want to travel a long distance to receive care to underline, to, you know, to address the underlying health concerns. Yoakum has a, we already have a robust family practice clinic and outpatient offerings. So now that focus is how do we further develop our service line offerings based on that community need? And I'll say that, you know, cardiac services is a big one in our community. So kind of along those lines, that service line growth is, and it runs parallel to it, is the opportunity for medical staff succession planning. You know, one thing I've quickly grasped, even during the interview process, is the tenure here. It's, it's pretty unheard of. It will be really important to ensure we have providers available to continue providing care in our community for, you know, another 100 plus years. Those are all great strategies. I know all of those things are definitely plaguing hospitals and health systems across the country. As a rural hospital, are you partnering with other healthcare organizations in the area to fulfill these strategies, or are you still kind of working all of that out? Still working through some of that. I will say that I've started meeting with leaders in the community just at other healthcare institutions, so that is a focus for me. You know, we do we do work with Citizens Medical Center, and we have some of their physicians who come over and provide services. So it's, I want to ensure, a, a big focus area will be to ensure that that continuity and those relationships stay strong and that we're able to uh, strengthen them as the years to come. Absolutely, that makes sense. And then narrowing in on you and your journey, what initially drew you into healthcare? And can you kind of walk me through your um, healthcare career journey? Yes, I. Uh, it's actually an interesting story. So I attended undergrad at Texas Lutheran University in Seguin, Texas. Go Bulldogs. And it was actually, it was the fall of my junior year. My advisor asked me, 
what I wanted to do. I was studying business and he asked what I wanted to do with my business degree. And I quickly realized I had no clue. And a little bit about me, I, I grew up in a home where I don't know, was not really an acceptable answer. So I had asked for time to consider my response to his question. And a week passed and I still had no clue. So fast forward from that conversation, uh, my advisor who was on the board at the local hospital, actually in Seguin, Guadalupe Regional Medical Center, he had set up a meeting for me to have a conversation about completing a, an administrative internship for independent study credit. And once I started, I, I say I was, I was bit by the healthcare bug. I'm a purpose-driven individual, and I knew I wanted to make a difference. I knew I wanted to be a good steward of my skills and abilities, and I wanted to make an impact in the lives of those whom I was serving. And so I, I knew that I ultimately wanted to become a hospital CEO, and I knew I would need to obtain my master's. So I was working after undergrad, I was working full-time, and I was going through the uh, full-time uh, Master's of Healthcare Administration program at Trinity in San Antonio. And so fast forward through that, and I, I started in a regional acute care setting, actually at uh, VTAR in Victoria. So I've got quite a few ties to this community. And while I was there, I, I took a, a slight detour um, when I started my full-time doctoral program. And I shifted over into an administrator role for emergency medicine and hospitalist medicine group. Fast forward a little bit more to the point in my life when I was writing my dissertation, I shifted and I was working in population health. And when I made that initial pivot out of the hospital setting, I knew I always wanted to get back to the hospital setting. So I actually I started working in the post-acute industry. I was running a long-term acute care hospital. And unfortunately, Houston was overbedded with LTAC beds. So I closed down that LTAC right before the pandemic hit and transitioned into an inpatient rehab setting. I was running an inpatient rehab hospital, which I absolutely loved. And, and part of one of the things that I, you know, the parallels between the, the size of the Oakland Community Hospital and being in a critical access setting is just you're afforded the opportunity to get to know your staff. You, you know, something about every single staff member and it's just it's not just another face that's passing you in the hall and so when this opportunity became available I knew Karen had to be retiring so that's when I you know I threw my hat in the ring and again going back to wanting to get back to that hospital setting I grew up in a small community about this size and I was ready to be back in that kind of place you know I've got a really great team I have amazing community support and I'm just I'm really looking forward to carrying on the hospital's legacy. Oh, that's such an interesting story. I think you're the first CEO that I've talked to who, like, that was kind of your goal once you figured out what your career path was going to be. So that's so interesting that, you know, you you realized that so early and were able to make that happen. And yeah. also shows the the importance of, you know, sponsorship and help from outside sources, whether it's a teacher or a leader in your organization or something along those lines. Um, so really cool. 
What advice do you have for women and others who aspire to be leaders in healthcare? You have to be willing to work hard. There is absolutely no substitute for sweat equity. And if you are willing to persevere through any kind of circumstance or any odds that are stacked against you, the likelihood that you achieve a goal that you set for yourself is much greater. And so be willing to bet on yourself. Relentlessly believe in yourself and affirm that you're both capable and able. Following up on, you know, talking about whether it's a mentor, a teacher, a different leader, you know, expand your circle of influence to include people who will hold you accountable to the standards you set for yourself and who will empower empower you and encourage you along the way. Specifically for women, I would say to be confident in who you are and don't ever apologize for it. I think as women, we, we have a tendency of minimizing who we are so we don't get labeled a certain way. So give yourself permission to take up space and play to your strengths. And, you know, take time to understand your strengths, understand what drives you, and then go for it. Really just go after it. Along those same lines, it's so vital and it's so important to understand the strengths of your team and those who support you. I jokingly will tell my team, and it's, it's really not a joke, I'm like, I'm a generalist and I know enough to be dangerous. There's a reason why there are key leadership positions within the hospital and those roles, they serve a purpose, and it's understanding the strengths of your subject matter experts, being able to tap into that Take time to understand what motivates them and what inspires that shared vision and have fun while you're doing it. It's what we do is it's hard being in the healthcare industry is yes, it is a business and we're dealing with human lives. And so enjoy what you're doing because while it is hard, it's also extremely rewarding and it's important to celebrate those successes, no matter how big or small. Finally, I would say, you know, embrace the notion that every experience is a learning opportunity. You know, whether the outcome is either what you intended or maybe not what you intended. You know, it's about what you do with that learned experience that determines what comes next for you. So having having an open mind, entrenching yourself in a choosing to have a growth mindset allows you to capitalize on those learning gains and move forward from that experience. Oh, wow. That is all such wonderful advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, thank you so much again, Tiffany, for taking the time to speak with me and to be on the podcast. I've, I really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed my time with you. Thank you for the meaningful questions. And thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.